So one thing I want us to discuss, and it is very heavy in my heart, it is around the, 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 the issue of family and the strategy of the enemy, his end game, if you will, as he prepares to release the Antichrist into the earth. What is he planning to do? And uh, it, it, it really was pressing in my heart that um, uh, uh, yesterday morning, everything, I had a message planned for you, which I'm going to preach, maybe probably on Sunday. Uh, just come and, and, and listen to that. But there is, a, I want you to know that as much as, I've always told you this, as much as the Lord has a plan for nations, for cities, for families and individuals, there's a parallel plan that the enemy also has. So understand the fact that the enemy does not sit uh, just uh, doing nothing. He's creative. He, he, he plans 40 years in advance. He prepares. He knows exactly uh, what God is intending to do. And then he plans ahead of time. Uh, case in point is Moses. Moses was... Uh, was supposed to be taken out before he could be a, a, a man who, who would send the people of God out of Egypt. The Lord Jesus was supposed to be taken out prematurely before he could go and die on the cross. So those things, understand that they, they were not just uh, incidents that just happened uh, just by coincidence. Those were the machinations of the enemy, if you will. He wanted to cancel out the divine plan of heaven before it could be given birth to, before it came to fruition, he wanted to, to, to ensure that he destabilizes that which God wants to do. So that is the case today. He knows that the time is short. One thing, family, I wanted to take out of today's message. I wanted to think about the fact that God counts on you. There is not much time uh, in our understanding of things. Sometimes we think that, you know, there's a lot of time. To, there's an, a sense of agency in the spirit. There's a sense of agency in the heavens. This is why God is uh, revitalizing us. There is a, a new focus and a new vigor and focus on the Holy Spirit, on the repentance, on holiness, on righteousness, on prayer. Things that count, things that made the early church the church, things that caused them to stand all tribulations and trial. It was not some consultation with some gentleman, and then he put something on my forehead and he sends me on my way. Then he thinks that because of that, I will be able to face the, 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 the giants out there in my personal space and life. That's, that's not the, the gospel that the, 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 the apostles left us. When they handed down the baton, they wanted people who were going to be of influence, people of power and authority, people through whom God was going to do mighty exploits in the earth, people who are willing to give their head for the sake of the cross. Now, that type of church God is, is restoring. But I want you to know, I'm going to pray just now before we begin, but I want you to know family. We cannot afford anymore to do church as usual. That is gone. We cannot anymore count on a sermon from the pulpit once a week. We cannot anymore count on my pastor's prayer. We 
are being invited by heaven. We are being invited by God the Father. He wants us to have an intel through the Holy Spirit into what is happening in his heart. What are his interests? What does he want to see done in Jesus' name? So as we, I will try and, and, and just talk to you today because another thing I, I, I believe, Bazalwan, he wants the church to be empowered. The Bible talks about in Ephesians 4, the fivefold ministry, their purpose being to equip the saints until we get to a place whereby we are matured and we are moving in the stature of Jesus Christ. So one of the things I believe the Lord wants the church that he is releasing, he is pulling the church out of the church. There is a church. Remember, the enemy has created a parallel church. There is this parallel thing that the enemy is doing everywhere. When there is a church of God that God wants to use to do mighty exploits for him, the enemy will create a parallel structure. That's what I'm going to discuss also today with regards to family. He creates a parallel structure that looks like the church, that sounds like the church. All the aesthetics and all the symbols in the building, they, they look like that which we are, you and I are familiar with. There is a pulpit. There are microphones uh, on the pulpit. There is there, someone who speaks. There are singers. There are musicians. Only that it's, it's, it's not the, that which God wants to, he, the breath of heaven is not upon it. The breath of the Father is not upon that structure. The enemy has always done that. Why do you think there's a, a multiplicity of religions? Religions are there to move focus away from Jesus Christ, from, from Christianity. It's a diversion. It's a strategy of the enemy. Because as long as you have a whole lot of options, there is room for confusion to say which of these is the one. Uh, so people will tell you, you cannot say uh, Jesus is the only way. What about this one? What about that one? That's religion is the architecture of the enemy. So I want us to broaden our, our, our understanding of things and understand that God is inviting us to a new level of maturity as the body of Christ. Understand that God is inviting you into a new level where you are going to flow with him and begin to pray what is in his heart. I know that there are prayers in your heart, there are prayers in my heart, because we are people in the earth and we have needs. Over and above that, he is not opposed to that, but over and above that, there are things which are pushing in the spirit because he knows the time more than we do and he's inviting us to that place of understanding and revelation so that we know what is in his heart. So I will talk to you today, uh, family. We are still on the Holy Spirit, but what I'm doing is I want you to understand why we must be desperate for the Holy Spirit. The days in which we live are wicked. They are evil. The enemy has planned this thing so well and it is so deceptive in how he, 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 he does these things, you may spend the rest of your Christian life not even aware of the things that he's doing because most of which it's a counterfeit. It looks like the real thing, but it's not. So as, as, as we minister God's word today, I am praying that God will broaden your understanding 
in Jesus' name, give you a kingdom mindset, not a denominational or religious uh, mindset, but a, 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 a kingdom mindset. Think the thoughts of heaven. Think the thoughts of God in Jesus' name. Now, let's pray with me. Father, I thank you this evening in the name of Jesus. That as we share the word with your people, that it goes out anointed with fire. I pray that you give them a heart to understand, eyes to see in the realm of the spirit, and for us to be able to grasp the things that you want us to grasp in Jesus' name. Speak beyond our intellect tonight. Speak beyond our intelligence. But Father, go through into our very soul. Pierce the very spirit in the name of Jesus by the power of your word. Let light and revelation come. Let us know uh, better. Let us see better. Let us hear better in Jesus' name for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, understand this, Bazalwan. We are moving towards the end of all things. Mm -hmm. We are moving towards the end of all things. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah. You know, people were, you know, the busyness of life. The system, the world system has set up the whole thing such that we are so busy that we don't get to understand what is happening. We miss the time. We miss what God wants to do. The business of life, we, we get born, we, which is wonderful, and we go to school, and we find a career, and from seven to four, we are just preoccupied with that. We, are come, we come home tired, and when we take care of the kids, which we must do and love them, our family, and then the following morning, we do the same. So we are on this treadmill. We're just moving around this thing. Before you know, you know it, 40 years have gone past, and I go to church once a week. But there is another thing which I am missing. And that's the very agenda of the enemy. So as much as we are going to continue doing all these things because we are in this life, we must go to school. We must get education. We must study. We must take care of our families. We must provide. We must work very hard for our people for we love them. But as much as we are doing all that, I want you to understand have an aerial view of what's happening in the earth. Look at things from that, from that perspective to know that, okay, as much as I'm busy with this, but there's an agenda that is central to the very uh, existence of humanity, which I must partner with. There's something I was brought here for that goes beyond my career. There's something that God wants me to be part of in Jesus' name. So, as we move on into the future, as the, as the Lord begins to reveal these things, he is giving us an appetite for prayer. There's a new zeal and a renewed hunger and thirst for the altar, for the secret place, for prayer. Why are these things happening? Are we praying just for the sake of praying? Is prayer just an end to itself? Everything that we do, God is preparing an army because the end is near. Now, we must prepare ourselves as much as when we are doing that, preparing ourselves and the Holy Ghost is doing what he's doing. The enemy is not still. Mm. The enemy is moving at such a speed. If I were to explain to you the things which are happening, 
you'll be so shocked because we one of the things you and I must do as we minister to each other, we must take off the blinkers which religion has put on us. We must begin to see, have a 360 degree view of what God is doing in the earth in Jesus' name. So what does the enemy plan and how is he doing it? What is he planning for the future? How is he doing it? Uh, there's a number of ways that the enemy wants to um, jeopardize and cancel out and destroy that which God is about to do. In the heart of the Father, God, when he thinks, when he looks at you, he sees nations. So there's something that is about to break in the end. All these things that are happening, COVID-19 and everything else, I want you to understand beyond that, God is not in heaven pacing around, not knowing what to do, frustrated by the events in the earth. No, far from it. He is so in charge, you'll be amazed how in charge God is right now. And God is preparing his people. While he is doing that, the enemy has been very much active. Now, let me explain something to you. Now, I, 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 I am asking your family to flow with me tonight. Because I want to speak from my heart. Family. Family. One of the key weapons of the enemy now going forward is family. He wants to destabilize societies by destabilizing family. Now, you are talking, uh, we are listening to somebody who was raised by a single mother. I was raised by my mother single-handedly, so I was, I was born, I was born illegitimate, and there was a reason uh, for that by the devil, which I'm going to discuss here tonight, because by the end of this uh, uh, message, I want us to pray for fathers. Mm. I want us to pray for families more than we've ever done before. Mm. When we are done tonight, I want you to have a new understanding of how these things work. Mm. What the enemy is uh, trying to do. Family, listen to this. Yonki society, any society that either accepts or rejects Jesus Christ, that either accepts or rejects the will of God, such a society, listen to this, is constituted by a community of families. Basically, a society is a, is a community of families. Uh, if a family is under God and runs according to the principles and according to the values of God's word and the values of the kingdom, that family sends out into society People are of principle and people of values. We send out civ civilians, basically. Families are feeders. Hear me, family. Families are feeders for society. We feed society. It's either we feed them broken people who go out and step out into the open to break things, or we feed a society, people of, of, of stature, people who are 
socially well adjusted. I'm going to discuss them. But I want you to understand the agenda. Don't take a divorce life. Don't just, I'm going to understand what's going on. As a husband, when you get tempted, which I'm going to also discuss tonight, and you take your eyes off the family so that your focus is, is you have a dive vision, which is, which is two visions, focusing on your family, there's another eye elsewhere. There's, there's a reason for that. It's beyond temptation. It's beyond the fact that no, there, there is something that all of us must begin to understand and then begin to pray for our men, of course, our women, but for family. I want us to take the spotlight from everywhere else and cast it on family. Cast it on family. The family must be restored. If the Lord... And his agenda and his plan is going to be able to be executed well. He will not do that without a family structure that is strong. A family structure that is aligned with his kingdom purpose and will. It, it cannot happen. So I want you to know that when, 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 when a family is broken. Now there's a number of ways that families get broken. But people who are broken they go out to break i want you to know that often they themselves were broken in that family so there's nothing else that they know so when they step out when they are released and they emerge and they interact with society out there they they a broken person breaks i want you to know that a broken person breaks this is why uh, we we must ensure that we do everything it takes to redefine family according to God's word and begin to just take. I know that there's a lot of stuff that we do, but I want us to begin to see family in a different light. People who are doing stuff out there who are breaking women, they, they are broken people. They go out there and they break people's futures. They go out there and break people's hopes because they are broken. So we must understand that, that they must something must be done. My wife and I have this have this um, uh, motto, if you will. Our home must be a nest without thorns. A nest without thorns. You say, is that easy? Of course not. How can that be easy? Because I'm not perfect and she's not perfect. But once you understand the agenda of the enemy, you will do whatever it takes to make it work. When I got married, I locked myself in the marriage. I threw the keys out of the window so that I don't have too many options. I must make this thing work. It must work. It has to work. More so once you understand what the enemy is seeking to do. So if the, if the family, I'm just giving an introduction. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this today, but just flow with me, family. I want you to hear my heart tonight. If the family has sound people, fine-tuned, because we are raising children that way, which we must do, uh, because these days our children are being raised by television, because we are tired. Aren't we tired when we come back from work? We're tired. And so we just throw an iPad in his lap, you know, the iPad does the, 
You just, uh, you just uh, take care of the three hours for me. But I want you to know that your children, your youth has a preacher out there and it's not you. Your, your child has a preacher, a minister, and the message is different. So these are the things I want us to focus on. We pray for a whole lot of things, and I, you know I am for the, we pray for nations, we pray. No, no. See, the Holy Spirit says, Let, let's start in the family and go out. Once easy, from me, it doesn't go to nations. It, it can't skip family. And it can't skip these, these, these people here and go to the street, to society. When I feel a revival in my personal life, that revival, the next layer of revival of the fire is not the city. The next layer, the next level is my family, is my household in the name of Jesus. So when, 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 when the family operates, not because it's easy, because we are trusting God, we are praying. Most of us, things are broken. Things could be broken even where, where you are right now. I'm not talking to perfect people. You are not listening to a perfect man, a perfect husband. All we are doing is we are saying tonight, Father, help us. We, are, we can hear your voice. We, we can hear your call. We want to flow with you. We are not perfect people. We are not, I'm not a perfect husband. I wish I was, but I am not. I'm not a perfect father. I wish I was, but I'm not. But at least we know that once we, 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 we experience the fire of the Holy Ghost after having fasted, after having done everything that we have, we, we, we have done, now the next layer, mm. the wave from my spirit, it flows into my household. That must be the next layer. Now, People are very much into the, I am into that, yes. that you understand that you have had me speak, but the Holy Spirit is saying, no, let, let's, let's, let's come back here. So if, if, if we are raising our children, the husband and the wife, we come back together. We are saying, okay, let's just refocus. Let's, let's slow down. Our speed is too fast. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's come back home. Let's come back within the, these walls of this house. Let the fire burn here first. When that happens, you'll begin to, God will give us the grace. Now, I told my kids, a few, whether it was yesterday or the other day, I said, you know what, children, we were doing our prayer. I said, you don't have perfect parents. I said, sometimes we say things to you and they come out wrong. Sometimes we, 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 we don't know how to do it. We, we, we trust God for you. But I told them, that as long as we work together, we trust God, one thing they must never doubt is the fact that we love them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we'll say stuff that, and it will come out in the wrong way. Sometimes we, we will think that them watching something is not right. Then we discover that there's really nothing wrong with it. And then they will feel, they will feel hurt. They will, I told him, I say, boys, I wanted to understand, and Nandi, we are not perfect parents. And we must be able to apologize and to say sorry. You and I, especially me, I, I was never raised up in an environment where my parents said they were sorry when they were wrong. They, I, never, I never had that. Now, as God restores, because you are starting today, as God restores family, you and I will learn 
Forget about we learned amazing things from our parents. They raised us the best way they knew how. They loved us. And what, however our, your parent, your mom and your dad raised you, that's the best they knew. And we must applaud them for it. We salute them for that. But I want you to know that you belong to a new breed, a new generation. We do things better. The stakes are higher. We must trust God more. The devils that are, uh, are the, the, the generation is faced with, they are more fierce now. There is a coalition, there's a coalition of devils against a generation. And you and I are invited by heaven to do things like they were never done before. I cannot raise my children the way my father raised me. I cannot, their mother cannot afford to raise none like she was raised. Their stakes are higher. The standards must be higher. And we must begin to seek God like we've never sought him before. So if if, if the family is sound uh, and it is fine-tuned, we are raising people who are socially well-adjusted. When they go out there, they demonstrate the same. Amen. Why, Bazalwan? Because umdeni, now some of you will know this word, a family is a microcosm of society. Microcosm is, is just a simple word. It, is, um, it sounds fancy, but a microcosm is a, it's a smaller entity that represents a larger entity. A smaller entity that represents a larger entity. So umdeni has a father because the father in here represents for my children, fathers out there. So how my child uh, relates with me and how I relate with him, that's how Joshua Nokwenza will relate with fathers out there. Mother in the family represents mothers who are out there. I want us to understand these things, but I know that you may have been to a whole lot of workshops and whatever it is concerning and read books. I want you to hear my heart tonight as I speak to you. Mothers represents uh, mothers out there and women out there. What I tell my boys is this. It's the same, same as daughters and, and sons and omkul no koko in the house. They represent senior citizens out there. I told my boys this. I said, the way you uh, deal with your mother, the way you treat your mother, and the way you treat Unandi gives me an idea of how you are going to treat a mother out there and how you are going to treat a woman out there. So this is why this becomes very important that the spotlight, after we experience a revival in that circle, remember I said, draw a circle and uh, let the fire come and put yourself in the circle mm -hmm. and let the revival be in the circle. Let fire be in the circle. Now outside the circle is what we are talking about in Jesus' name. So I told the boys, I, I tell the boys these things. When their mother, uh, I, I pray that their father's uh, watching me tonight. When Umama Wabo comes through the door, uh, uh, when she leaves, I make it a point. Sometimes I skip a day, you know, it depends what to figure out. But what has become a, a, a culture? When she walks in through the door, I need to hug her and I kiss her. On the forehead, on the mouth, that's my business. That's not their business. All right. Why do I do that? Because as I do that, I am demonstrating how a woman must be treated. 
I'm not going to talk about what's happening in the country about women who are being killed. This is why the message tonight becomes relevant. Because how we raise, I understand family that I'm talking to people who are, they are, sing, they are single mothers listening to me right now. Uh, there could be single fathers on Facebook listening to me right now. I, 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 I believe God will give you the grace. That's the power of church too. Because church gives you family things that you cannot afford to do on your own. There is a body that you can begin to share things with and, 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 and begin to flow and establish your family and build those, those young people, even as a single mother, as my mother did for me. I believe he will, um, God will do the same for you. So I'm saying to you, Barcelona, tonight, the enemy has a strategy. He has a strategy as he prepares to release the Antichrist. I'm going to mention three things to you tonight that the enemy is wanting to do. Number one, he wants to collapse the family. He wants to collapse. If you're writing, I want to write that down because after this message, oh, Bazalwan, our ministry must be very big on family. We must be very big on children. We are in the process of, 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 of uh, buying more uh, curriculum for children because we must take control out of the hands of celebrities and Hollywood and take the hands out of Sony who are busy mentoring our children. Take the, 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 the power out of those people and bring the power back into the household and begin to disciple our children and send them out out there. You say, but it's too late. No, it's not too late. I'm telling you now, we are going to trust God for grace. How old is he? Is he 17? He's 18. We are going to be on our knees now more than ever before praying for family. So the first thing the enemy wants to do is to collapse family. Now, there's, there's a lot of ways he does that. Uh, one of the things that he does, uh, the enemy, is, is to break the structure of family. Just break it. If you realize the most families are going through so much now, they, he mounts so much pressure on the family to, to break in point, either through finances or through whatever that he does. But families experience tremendous pressure to the point where the, 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 the bonds that hold family together, they are almost breaking. Often they do break. But we are so I want you to understand that. Why is that important? Because it's an agenda. If he can get hold, if the enemy can control families, if he can redefine families, society is lost. Society is lost. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the, that's the thing he, he is doing. Uh, under that, him collapsing the family, another thing he does to collapse families is he, he makes a mockery of the whole idea of marriage. You know, he makes a mockery of that idea uh, so that he can create a perception uh, out there that the days of a traditional, uh, 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 traditional family are over. You know, a whole lot of things will happen in the family and you will hear young people saying, well, what's the point? Why should I get married? 
I'm going to give you certain things in just now just to, to, to have an understanding of the seriousness of this thing. So because of, of, of the strain and things which are happening in families, the generation that's coming up is losing confidence in the whole uh, institution of marriage and family. They are saying we may as well just go and stay in a flat somewhere because what's the point? There is no point. That's exactly what the enemy is trying to do. Now, let me share something with you, Bazalwan. Uh, my wife is going to help you with time because this is, is burning in my heart tonight. According to the report uh, released by Stats SA, this was 2018. Uh, this is the most recent. I don't know how they released their reports because I didn't see 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. But 2018, they are saying there were 25,284 completed divorces in 2018. Now listen to those numbers. I want you to get that. I know you are prayer warriors. We want to speak in tongues. You know, I'm giving you stats when you pray, when you read the word, I want us to be sober. Pray prayers that, that mean something, that are hitting somewhere. In Jesus' name. They are saying, stats as a. They are saying, in 2018, 25,284 uh, divorces were completed in 2018. 52% of them were initiated by women. That gives you an idea the extent to which Lisa has fallen and we have lost our place. We have lost our position and the Lord is saying, I want a revival amongst men. If God can have a revival amongst men, if men can be endowed with the Holy Ghost and with fire, not to preach in a tent or in a crusade, anointings to rebuild families. I want, if, if, if there's an anointing right now, I want is an anointing to, to, to build, to pray for my children, an anointing that's going to cause me to love my wife better, an anointing on the grace that's going to cause me to love my children better. What about that anointing? What about that power? Over and above casting out devils, I believe the Holy Ghost can empower a man, a Zulu man at that, to love and be expressive to his children, to his wife, to be able to embrace. The way I was, Bazalwan, I told the church this one time, I was so bad at this thing of Yomshato. Why is that? I was so religious. I couldn't even hold her hand because I was full of the anointing. The anointing is lifting. It's not anointed enough. What a whole lot of nonsense from the enemy. Women are there to be loved and to be adored. That's why we got married. Then I should have been a monk. I should have um, spent time out there somewhere. Amen. So, four in ten marriages, listen to this, four in ten marriages don't last ten years. According to the stats, four in ten marriages don't last in South Africa, according to stats, I say. Mm -hmm. 
Four in ten marriages. Now, they're saying, flow with me. In 2018, most divorces, most of them, were filed by the black population. 46.4% by black people. Followed by white people, 22.9%. Third, colored people, 18%. At the bottom, the Indian or Asian folk, 48 those people, they, they, it seems like there's something going on there which works for them. But Bazalwan, this makes the family the enemy's number one target yeah. because if he can get hold of the family, he has gotten hold of everything else. Everything else out there will go haywire and he's going to be able to dominate the streets. I'll, sometime I'll talk to you about how do they form these, these drug cartels. These, uh, you know, in, in Cape Town, in, in the Cape Flats, what happens there with those gangs, you will, you will begin to understand how those things are given birth to. Bazalwa, let's come back to family. Come back to family. Let's come back. Let's come back to family. Let's come back to family. Family is where we are at in the name of Jesus. When we are established there, as we pray, then we begin to cast our gaze outward. But I want us to re-establish even family altars. I know you're tired. I am tired. I don't even feel like it anymore. We told our kids, you know what? You remind us. Tell us, call us into a, a, a family prayer. We gave them as a responsibility. You, you, you call us. You call us a seven. Call us. And I, I can't refuse when 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 Kwanza says that it's, it's time to pray. I can't say I'm busy. So I know that you I know that you're tired. I know that you come back from work and you have to cook and and all these things and do homework and all these things. But family, we cannot uh, play with these things. It's critical, and the enemy counts on our exhaustion. He counts on our busyness. He counts on our preoccupations with. Uh, delivering a report in the boardroom, in the office the next day, that we begin to neglect that which he wants mm -hmm. us to neglect because he knows there's an agenda. So the enemy wants us to redefine family because when we do that, the family ceases to be family as God had intended. So the number one strategy of the, of the enemy is to collapse the family. The number one strategy of the enemy is to collapse the family structure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he defines it. He says, no, if, if, if there are two people of the same gender and they love each other. Now, I'm, I'm going to speak to you about that because I must. Yeah. If there are two people who love each other, they can just adopt a child. That's a family. See, he is redefining a lot of stuff which we'll discuss going forward. Now, the second thing that the enemy is doing the enemy is building a generation of children and young people who do not know the ways of their fathers. They don't know the ways of their fathers. In Judges 2.17, the Bible says they turned quickly from the way in which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do so. Most of us were raised in Christian homes, but how many of us carried on with that fire 
and passion. Second or third generation, often these days they lose it. Now, I have breaking news for you, Bazalwan. Based on the scripture, young people are leaving the way. Whether you know it or you don't, I'm going to tell you because I want you to hasten to go to your secret place and pray. Let us pray for our children more than we have ever prayed before. We, God gave us wisdom when my wife was pregnant. I used to lay my hands on her tummy and I prophesied destiny upon each and every one of them. Spoke life. And, and, and we gave them over to the Lord. We told the Lord, Father, I, as their father, I give this son, this boy, uh, to you. When he gets born, I pray that you give him the grace to walk in your ways. But when the child is born, it's something else now to nurture that, uh, to ensure that they really do walk according to the will of God. Praying for them in my wife's tummy, that's one thing which is great. I, I, I believe every father must do that. As soon as we know that mom is conceived, we pray, we lay hands on the tummy, we speak destiny, we prophesy life. Now they are here and they will be with us only for a period of time. I am so aware of that. I am so aware that they are only with us only for a period of time. And whilst they are with me, because there will come a time, whether you like it or not, where we will have to release them. When I release them to go on their own, I must have in my heart, my conscience must say amen. I must be able to look yes. at the sky and say, Lord God, thank you for your grace. I did the best I could. Mm. I did the best I knew how. So all we must do, we don't have all lot of time of Zalwan. We only have, yeah. there is a window. Yeah. There is a window. They say if from the age zero to age seven, some, some, some of us knew that, but we kind of missed it when they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Whatever we feed them yeah. between that, that age bracket, that's what they'll become for the rest of their lives. That's what uh, psychologists, uh, psychologists say. But all I'm saying, family, young people are leaving the way. Young people are leaving the way. And uh, if, I, if I get time, I'm going to explain certain things about that tonight. Uh, but I want you to understand that they may be with you in church because as long as they are under this roof, they are going to come to church. I don't care how you feel. I don't care whether it's cold or whatever. As long as you are in this roof, as long as we pray, we, we, we're praying for your food, your clothes, you, you sleep in our bed, you, on Sunday you are going to church. You, you are going to church on Sunday, that's for sure. But see, because of that, they are coming to church. But if we are not discipling them and we are counting on that pastor, that, that children's church person to do the job, we are sending them to school and we are uh, kind of giving the entire responsibility to the teacher to raise them for us. And we are hoping that based on what the teacher said in school, based on what the, the preacher said in, in church, that, that's how they're going to go. Mm. They are sitting here in church physically, but their heart, their preacher is out there yeah. somewhere. And they are hearing because he raps, he raps the message to them. His message is emotive. Mm. His message is, is, is graphics. And, and the, their message goes very fast. 
while I'm standing there preaching the gospel, I, 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 I am very slow. The, the, the way they are communicated to, the, the, the message is fast. It's graphics. Mm. It's, 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 it's technology. Mm. Your son, your, I want you to understand this. We must take the authority and influence out of the hands of those who are influencing them from out there. So understand that family. There is a generation that does not walk anymore in the path of their fathers. My grandfather was a preacher for real. But my moms and my aunts and my uncles did, did not walk in that way at all. So I wanted to understand that there's a deterioration yeah. that you must be aware of it. You and I must be aware of that. So we keep our, we're going to build a cage in the spirit for our children. And we're going to be so conscious of the agenda of the enemy that we are going to pull all stops to ensure that whilst they are within our care, yeah. we, I don't care how tired I am, we must pray. We must share the word. Not long because they get bored, you know that. But we must have, we, we call it a, a family meeting. In our, in our house. They, they share stuff. What happened in school. Uh, how, was the, how, how was your day. What happened today. And all these things. So that you can get to share. What is in their heart. And I, I thank my wife for that. Because you know. I, I really get tired. And, and she's been very very very. Uh, in this thing. We need to re-establish. The altar of, of prayer. In the family. Now. Number three family. All these things, I'm, I'm just giving you certain highlights. I'm, I'm just trusting God to just give you more as time goes forward. Number three, the agenda of the enemy. Remember, he's preparing to release the Antichrist in the world. But family is key. Mm -hmm. If you can get family, because family, has, he, he has got all the uh, members of society represented there. Yeah. When all these people go out, they begin to interact with their peers and they break them. Now, number three, the enemy is raising a generation of fathers who don't know God, nor the ways of God. A generation of fathers. So, they, it's such a pity because I remember also, now, my father and I are, are fine now, but I remember when I shared the gospel with my father for the first time, and if he was here, he would laugh at it. He cursed me. Guess what? I was just shouting Jesus. He just he swore at me. Because, and you cannot blame, see, there, there is a bankruptcy of spirituality and the word in, 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 the, in, the, in the fathers today. Because why do you think so few fathers attend church? You call a prayer meeting, who shows up? It's women. Who fills up our churches? It's women. Where are the men? Because the enemy knows the power of the men. There's a seed carriers, people of authority. Now, the enemy is raising a, such a generation. The Bible says in Ezekiel 2, 3, And he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. Now listen to this. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. So, nothing for them 
to hand down to their children because there's nothing here. They cannot hand down. This is why I, I, I've told you before about inheritance and legacy. It's very easy for many men to leave an inheritance because an inheritance is what you leave in my hand. But legacy is what you leave in my heart. Yeah. Often what you leave in my hand will deteriorate and will go because I will squander it. But what you leave in my heart as my father will help me to live my life according to the principles vested, invested in my spirit by my father. It will enable me to be a better man. It will enable me to be a better husband. It will enable me to be a better father. It will enable me to be a better person in life. Because of the legacy. Yeah. We are so much into cosmetics and the, you know, money and materialism. It's all agendas, Barcelona. Understand that. How many people do, do you ever hear? Very few will speak here of legacy. Especially in church and spirituality. Legacy is what God wants us to hand down to our children. Legacy is, 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 is principles. It's values. It's God's word that even if as a father, I could not leave anything in their hand, but because of what I instilled in their heart, what I instilled in their heart will cause them to arise and begin to walk in that which I never walked in. And because of what I put in their hearts, then they will be able to, pre to present to their kids both inheritance and legacy. That's the power of legacy. So, there are fathers that the enemy is raising. raising. It's, an, it's an army, by the way. And there's a, it's a strategy. Uh, they, 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 don't, they don't have anything to offer. Some of these men, they love their family, by the way. They just don't have anything to mm -hmm. give. You know, they, they will throw money. They give their children money, which is, which is, which is beautiful. You know, throw money at them. Uh, if they are educated men, they give them ideology, they give, give them some philosophy, but there is no word. Some of these kids are given great education, so you end up with children with big heads but small hearts because there is bankruptcy of spirituality. You are raising, you and I, family, we must be wary of raising that go to these private schools and beautiful schools, which we must do because we love them. But we end up raising um, Einsteins, you know, Albert Einstein up here. Mm. But he's a Frankenstein in here. Mm. He's an Einstein up here, but he's a Frankenstein in here. Mm. He's got no heart. He does not care for anybody. He's selfish. He does not respect the elderly. He is just a, a, a self-centered young person who cares for nobody. Why? Because I gave them toys. I gave them money. But I, I didn't give them the word. It's the word that converts the soul. The Bible says in Psalm 19 verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. As much as all the academics are important, but what is going to 
cause this generation to survive what's coming. It's not the philosophies of men. It's not what they, those things have their place in life. But what is going to cause them to stand and to be able to hold their marriages together when they are being struck by stuff in the world, when they are at breaking point, what's going to keep them from jumping off a building is the word of God you and I will have planted in them. I speak to the fathers tonight. I challenge the fathers in the name of Jesus. I know, gentlemen, you are doing the best you can and we, 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 we bless you for that. All I'm saying, we're not judging you tonight. If I judged you, I would be judging myself. I know that you're doing the best you can. I know that you, 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 you're going all out. All I'm, I'm, I'm doing is let us cast the spotlight more. Let us be more uh, consistent. Let us be more diligent in the name of Jesus because the enemy, his pace is so fast, is moving at such a pace. We need to know the strategy of the enemy. Baswan, I see a revival amongst men. Oh, Lord Jesus, a revival amongst men. I see men who will reinvent their love for their families. I see... You know, we, we, we go on the altar for many things. We go on the altar for that I may be able to cast out devils and heal the sick and raise the dead and open the blinded eye, which, which must happen in apostolic people. Oh, but I, I, I am seeing an altar where men will go and begin to, even in their own rooms, and say, Lord, help me to love my wife. I don't know. I wasn't raised this way. I don't know how to express. I don't know how to express my, lo- my love to my wife. I tend to love my wife in my own terms. I tend to love my wife in my own language. But I know that she wants to be loved in her terms. There is a way that a woman wants to be loved. Not the way I think she must be loved, but the way she wants to be loved. Lord, help me. I've missed it. Help me in Jesus' name. I see men going on their knees, begging God to give them the grace and the anointing to be more connected even emotionally to their children, to be more aligned with their children, to be, to understand what is going on in the lives of their children. Father, help me to raise. I'm not a perfect father, but I pray for wisdom. I pray for grace. I was only born here a few years ago, and I will go in the next couple of years. When I was born here, family was already in existence. I don't know much, oh God, but I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you give us the grace so that when I am done here, when I close my eyes my eyes, and I leave the earth, I must have peace in my heart that I've done my best. In Jesus' name, we love our people. What about a revival? A revival amongst men. A revival amongst the gentlemen that will say, Oh God, in Jesus' name, let me be the one who determines the atmosphere in the family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, I told somebody that sometimes uh, you, 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 you want to be right as a man. You know, the masculinity, we... we so I want to have the last word. But you, you, you want to have the last word 
or you want to save the marriage. Sometimes you can win a debate and lose a relationship. Sometimes you must choose not to have the last word. Because your eyes, you have, you have, you have eyes of an eagle. You want to save this thing at, what, at whatever cost. What about apologizing sometimes when you know that you're not even wrong? Bazalwan, I hope you're listening to me in the name of Jesus. So I am praying for a revival amongst men in the name of Jesus. I pray for the fire of the Holy Ghost to come upon men in the name of Jesus. Bazalwan, do you know that the enemy is raising a heartless generation? The enemy is raising a generation uh, because they feel unloved. Babies are giving birth to babies. I see this thing all the time. I see babies carrying babies. You do know what that does? Uh, this child who just who has given birth to another child, she wants fun. She wants to be out there grooving with her peers. Now there's this little one screaming. There is no way that young person, no, no, 16, whatever age, is going to really love this person properly. So this child grows up feeling unloved, feeling rejected. These are, this is the army the, the, the enemy is raising there all over townships. An army of heartless, broken young people who feel rejected. These are the same kids who shoot you, shoot you in the brain and they feel nothing. They feel nothing in their hearts. This army is being raised all over the nation and the church must begin to arise and begin to address these things with power and with authority in the name of Jesus. This is the strategy of the enemy, Barcelona, to raise a fatherless generation to raise a fatherless generation it's either ubaba died uh, prematurely or baba is 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 alive but uh, but he, he disowns the child or the father is alive but does not have direct influence on the child the father is there in most cases the father is there but he's like emotionally just detached is emotionally disconnected and spiritually in the house. I'm not talking about somebody who is out there now. Someone in the building, in that under that roof, but emotionally just disconnected to everybody and spiritually disconnected to everybody. Now, these young people who grow up in that environment, they feel incomplete. Yeah. Do you know what they do? They, 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 they believe that they can be made complete out there. They believe that there's something better out there. That's why Amakatels and these drug uh, groups, they call themselves families because it's often people who have been broken in their own families, then they get welcomed there properly. They get initiated. They even have covenants. Imagine that. Unbreakable bonds with these uh, drug cartels. Now, that's their family. So they do all sorts of things, Bazalwan, to, to, to fit in. Because in the home, in the house, they are not affirmed. They don't feel. They don't feel anything there. Do you know that there are young people who, who, cannot, who cannot relate to their father in the house? In actual fact, 
they are more loyal to someone, to a leader, somebody out there than they are to their own father in the house. Now the church cannot allow that. This is why we need the Holy Ghost. This is why we need a revival amongst men. We must, we must, we must rescue our families, our children from the hands of Sony. We must, we must rescue our children from the hands of those who are out there who are, who are beginning to parent them on our behalf in Jesus' name. So these are children who don't have borders. Remember, Ubaba, you know, I was telling someone, when my wife says to Ukwenza, well done, son, you did so well. You know, when I say, Josh, great job, boy, great job. That has impact for him because daddy said it. Now, I wasn't raised that way. I didn't have a father who told me all those things. So you are being addressed by someone who has experienced this. I don't know what it means for my father to hold me by the hand and walk me on the beach. And he tells me he loves me. He affirms me. He gives me all these things. This is why when I gave birth, gave birth, when my wife gave birth to my children, I made a decision, Mazalwan. I was going to raise my children not the way I was raised. It was a very, very calculated decision. I, I, I made it a point. I don't remember my father kissing me on the forehead ever. I don't remember my father and my mother telling me they love me. So one of the things to redefine things according to the word, I did those things purposefully. So every time I picked up my kid, I would kiss them on the forehead. Every, I must have kissed them over a thousand times because every time from the time they were small until then, until that time, I told them all over and over, Nandi, you beautiful girl. If I don't tell her, there is someone out there, oh, you know how they, how they can tell them. Hey, they tell them so well, so I must tell her here. So that is what is happening, Barcelona. So this is why it is important for us to be able to come back to family and begin to trust God together. Another thing before I finish, Barcelona, I'm going to be done. Can you give me 10 minutes, if you will, if you don't mind, please? Um, another thing the enemy is doing, he creates a parallel family, a parallel structure. Uh, for children and young people outside family. Maybe I'm, I'm, I might have alluded to this before. So we have now young people who love their celebrities more than their own parents. You have young people who love, who feel connected to their celebrities more than they are connected to their own folk at home. I said to you, let me repeat this. Many young people are more loyal to their friends than they are to their family. Why is that? Our young people are being raised by Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, all this Google, uh, Facebook, and all these social media platforms, they spend life there. They have a life there. They have a life. You're, you're, my teenagers have a life out there behind the blankets. They have a life. There is someone who's teaching them. There is someone who's mentoring them. There is someone who is um, who's advising them about 
sexuality. He is giving them all the ideas about what it means. So what is gay? Is gay is really wrong. Why does the Bible say gay is wrong when it's in the Bible an old-fashioned book? So they have a preacher. Your child has a preacher. I want you to know that your child, if I don't speak, I'm just speaking words as their father. Often they don't even listen to us much because we are, especially once they are into this, they find us boring. So how do you think you're going to do this without the Holy Ghost? Because as soon as you open your mouth, as soon as you call a prayer meeting, the, the facial expression changes. And I must also warn you, just try and, 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 and slot your, 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 your prayer meetings strategically. Not their favorite shows, by the way. No, when, if you tell them to pray now, they won't even hear you. That, that, that's been smart, that. You, you, we, we must understand those things. So, family, I'm almost done. So, understand that there is a voice speaking to your children. There, there is someone mentoring your child. There is a message which is stronger and more appealing, perhaps. Ours not consistent. I said before, we pray, we, we pray maybe once a week, and then our prayer is like some, we don't even discuss issues, we don't even hear what they have to say. This is why they, when we, I remember, we used to pray, we used to pray, I, I didn't even, I can't remember anything he said. The only, my favorite part with prayer was when he, with, with, with discussion and prayer meeting, was when he said, I guess standards. That's when I fell asleep. That's my opportunity to sleep. Because I was so tired. I would, I would sleep and snore. So we must claim our family's yeah. back. The fathers must understand and pray in Jesus' name that we begin to understand so that we must take authority out of the hands of these people out there, celebrities and friends and everybody else. In Jesus' name. But God against Ezubaba because the enemy wants to reinvent you. He wants to reinvent Ubaba. I'm reinventing. One thing I noticed, I'm almost, I'm almost done. Five minutes, but just, just bear with me. I know that your time and all that, but uh, just, just bear with me in Jesus' name. What I am realizing as, 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 as I conclude, the enemy is giving all Babi Makaya as, as he, as he reinvents them. Uh, many pair of eyes, he's, he's reinventing. I've seen this. He's giving them many pair, many pairs of eyes everywhere. So that he can see his family straight. He can see the anxiety in the, in the, uh, in the eyes of his wife. You know, his, his children are smiling, but he cannot see through the smile, the pain, seeking for attention. Because he's got many eyes, he's looking at, there's this other women somewhere. There's this woman in the office. There's women out there somewhere. There's a lot of eyes everywhere. So if, if, if I allow the enemy to cause me to develop another pair of eyes, know this, you are, you are on your way out. He is, he is working something. My eyes must be here. I must have 100% 2020 vision. 
must be able to see through the the the, the smiles often not even from the heart because in kanyamang buka gibuka for the smile but there's so much pain but he got eyes everywhere i can't even see that i can't even see my wife properly anymore and another thing is doing is giving is giving men many hearts you know there's a lot of heart. i have a heart for there i have a heart for over here i have a heart webasel one i am going to build this family if my heart is here you say there there's no temptation oh a lot of temptation i can i can tell you what do you know my wife will be shocked to hear this because you are talking to somebody who understands what it means to resist temptation somebody told me a woman good looking woman she, she says to me i know who to mfund is i know you i know you that you wouldn't do any nonsense with me but can you can you sponsor can you donate your seed because i want my child to look like you can you donate your seed at least i'm going to take it somewhere we're going to go somewhere with you and to put it in a bottle because i want my my kid to look like you i i cannot relate to you stuff but when you understand the agenda of the enemy it's not that a temptation look beyond temptation it's an agenda it's an agenda of the enemy i pray that fathers will begin to understand that god is calling upon us he wants to restore families but for families to be restored men must be restored for families to be restored fathers must be restored i pray family for those of you who are single mothers i pray for god's grace upon you i pray that from this time onwards we begin to look at our children through different eyes not this sooner than you think they will be out of your care when we release them we must have peace in our heart that we prayed with them that we shared the word of god with them it does not guarantee that everything if we do all these things everything is going to be perfect but let it happen what i have done my best if he goes out into the world and he exercises his choice differently but as a parent i must have done my best to ensure uti jengo baba i've done everything a father could do my wife mang valamesho i pray that i be the first one to die senya valabaselwan when i die i must have peace in my heart that i've loved her the best way i could i'm far from it at this point but i'm trusting god for grace that when they take my my casket down there they must have peace they must know that that was a good man so if you live your life with the future at the back of your mind you keep on readjusting the present yeah. because number one, i know that those boys won't be here joshua is 16 kwenza is 15 nandi is 13 i'm counting years i've got a limited time to impact them mm-hmm. so i must make it right i'm praying for you that you begin to pray i don't if your child is a year old we pray pray for their spouses yes, when he is 16 he's 30 who cares i pray for the i pray for nandi's husband when she's 12 mm. 
I don't care where he is. The one that was preordained by heaven must be the one who gets released in her timeline. As the father, I'm the prophet. In her life, I'm the priest. I must release destiny. I must give birth to her destiny in the earth. I must speak life. That's my role. I must speak destiny upon her in Jesus' name. Let's pray, family. Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your people tonight. I thank you for a revival in families. I thank you for what you are doing in the lives of, of, of our people, wherever they are. Lord God. Give us a, a, an understanding and revelation yes, of Father. kingdom. We must know what the enemy is doing and we must be faster. Run at a faster pace than he. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace. I know that these women, I know that these men, they do the best they can. I pray, Father, for the Holy Ghost. I pray for the anointing and for wisdom, O God. A renewed vigor. The fire. We need the fire to cast out devils and to heal the sick. But Lord God, we, we need the fire to revive our families. I need the fire to love more, to love better, to express myself better, to be kinder, to be nicer, to forgive, to have long-suffering, to have patience. The Bible says we should live together with understanding. I need the anointing for that too. The anointing to zip up. The anointing to say no. When temptation comes. I need the mercy and the grace to see beyond that which the enemy is doing. So I bless your people, Father. Revive the church in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus and the people of God said, Amen. Hallelujah.